0: Hello, welcome to Hoop. with me, Gerard Hector, and Coach David Thorpe. How are you, sir?
1: I am doing great. I really am. How are you?
0: I'm good. So the NBA's here. It's back. Um, we will be at a week of games starting uh, come tomorrow. The NBA started a week ago, Tuesday. And uh, some interesting things I took note of, but I wanted to start with you, the coach's eye. What have you seen uh, so far through almost a week of play in the NBA?
1: All right. I mean... We could spend three hours on this. I've watched a <laughs> lot of games. I said a. I had a player text me this week. It's um, like, what are you doing, coach? And I sent a picture of me in front of four screens. And he's like, I, had a, I. He wrote back, I gotta. I gotta get that for myself, I'm like, brother. I know what you make for a living. You can easily afford it. It's not that expensive, and I am. Um, so I've watched a lot of games. So my first thought was, uh, players are out of shape. Yeah, I, I I don't think the average person would see it, and I'm happy for somebody to tell me I'm wrong. But I think that a lot of players don't take the summer as seriously as they should and mm. maintain a solid level of fitness um, so that training camp just kind of gets them to the final level. Uh, I don't think most guys do that. And so because of that, consequently, uh, they rely on the team to get them in shape. But I think teams are terrible at that. Some franchises are very All good. Right. Miami, Miami Heat, is, very good. The most famous <laughs> one, yeah. Probably OKC is good. I don't know, but I think so. Um, the games are practice, so they'll get there. They'll get there, but they're not there now. Mm-hmm. So you're going to see pretty crazy fourth quarter collapses and terrible decision-making, whatever. When, when the oxygen gets thin in the blood the brain <laughs> guys lose their minds. <laughs> so that was one thing. Another thing is, uh, I do think offenses, it used to be the case growing up in every sport, defenses were ahead of offense. Mm-hmm. And I think, and, and I don't mean to sound self-serving because I'm just one of Millions now, but I think the industry that that I you know started um, has helped offense get ahead of defense this time of year. Okay, they're working on their skills all the time. Mm-hmm. It's a year-round endeavor. What they're not doing is thinking about how to defend anybody, <laughs> right? And so the combination of not really being mindful of defense all summer, but they're being su- it's not just the reps they're getting offensively; it's their mindfulness of their offense, right? Mm-hmm. The context to create this shot and this shot and this shot that I'm working on against the gym, against air conditioning. I got to rep it against no one before I rep it against other people. Uh, and when they're playing pickup, they're not playing defense. The, the, right. The, remember the whole summer UCLA pickup? Uh, oh, yeah. The, you think that's helping anybody now? No. Come on. It's absurd. <laughs> if, it, if you do that to, to be aware of, oh, I'm not in very good shape, that's great. That's a good reference point. So I think that as – and then training camp is so short. Yes, it is. And these coaches are so afraid to coach, which is the other thing I'll get into. Um, These guys just don't have defensive mindsets. And so Mm. uh, the more successful communicators, the more successful practice planners, and I want to be very clear about this, Gerard. There is a talent to organizing, implementing, organizing, implementing, executing a practice. Correct. And I promise you, NBA coaches have no monopoly on it. There are amazing, amazing high school coaches that do it. Ditto college, ditto the NBA. The reverse is also true. Mm-hmm. I am privy to watching practices, uh, training camps. I do get access to film. And the the evidence is overwhelming that some guys know what they're doing, some guys don't. And so it doesn't mean they can't coach in games, because you can be a good game coach and a bad organizer. Um, we're seeing uh, defense trail the offense as I see it anyway. I'd love for metrics to, to see mm-hmm. how that is. Uh, and I mean individual offense more so than team stuff and the way right. you guys are doing stuff. Um, and then, as you know, I'm going to write this week about some of the contenders and what they look like. Yep, I've liked what I've seen from Boston. Yeah. Uh, I actually think, you know, I know Miami's history, so I, I think they're going to get much better. Um, I like their starting point, even though I think their records one and two, they played mm-hmm. good teams. Um, yeah. Okay. See, we've all talked about a little yep. bit, uh, the warriors, uh, uh, I was excited about Wiggins. I was not excited about him after game one. I've, I've, I've liked him better since Looney was really bad. I thought game one better since, mm-hmm. um, very impressed with Denver starting five and the way they're matriculating in their, their backups with their best players mm-hmm. to get them solid game reps uh in 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 flow of uh that's that's positive they feel good about themselves yep. at some point you're gonna have to have a second unit and because you can't play your starters all that many minutes. Um and then also I don't yet know what's gonna oh the clippers the clippers looked very have, good last night have impressed me some with their spurtability to quote Clark, Clark <laughs> Clark again uh yeah they, that was really a bad game last not I expected a better one. Um I think that uh I want to see who manages this war against um, yeah rest uh, rest. Who manages that? Because yeah. that's going to really potentially because luck is part of it. Of course, play a part come spring. That's no, yeah,
0: we'll it. we'll definitely talk about that. Um, I love that you made the point about um, you know scripting a practice and and yeah. being effective in communicating that. Right, um, you know. As people know, listen to the show, uh, was a longtime swim coach. It's similar in that regard as well, right? And in fact, in swimming, that is where all of the majority or 99.9% of your coaching comes into play. Yeah, Race day is just what it is, right? We, you've done the work, so it's a matter now of you just going out and doing the time that we prepared you to do, right? And scripting practice, right, to have it set up where you have your build phase, you have your peak phase, all the different things. I imagine in basketball, it's the exact same way, right? Yeah. When are we going to peak? When are we not? How do you – and also, David, as you know, as you work with players, knowing when you can see without them telling you, mm, they're looking a little bit tired. want to back off a little bit this week, right? Still work on stuff, but make sure that we're maintaining so we're not overworking them so they get injured sure. or something bad happens, and then we got problems. Um, yeah. You know uh, – um, but you, again, you said it coaching. It's, it's the idea about this, this tool. And we talked about it last week, communicating, right? And communicating effectively what you want to get done. Um, it's a lost art maybe <laughs> in, in, in many respects.
1: I would, I would take a different approach. I think it's always been hard. So I respect what you're saying. Um, I just don't think it's lost. It's never been found. Do you know what I mean? Uh, something mm-hmm. that's lost mm-hmm. means it was once found. <laughs> I think we've always, you know, we've had. So you know, page one, pa- introduction of my book. We are first in the business to inspire. Correct. That that is a given. I think in the NBA it's a little different because you play so many games. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do think it matters though. Um, the ability to communicate, the ability to manage egos, very tough. Yes. Very very tough. When I'm watching some of these teams, I was watching. I've been watching tape. I probably have clipped. Thirty to forty plays already this morning to send out to people, maybe more than that. Um, I, I I'm amazed. At, I'm astounded at some of the bad shots that I've seen. And by bad shot, I mean a player taking a tested shot with lots of time on the clock, mm-hmm. especially when that player is not one of the primary scores, which means he's even less likely to get a foul called on him. Uh, I don't mind it if you draw a foul and whoever you are, right? Uh, then it's a better shot. But um, like like you got to take those guys out of the game. Right, not the second they do it. It's not college, right. mm-hmm. but maybe a minute too early than the rotation would suggest normally. Mm-hmm. And you got to say something so like, you, you, "We can't win when you shoot those shots." And so, um, I think eventually you'll find a balance, and you'll start teams will start finding themselves. But there's a race here. It's all going to be bunched up. We're all going to have a lot of teams within ten games of each other, and so wins now matter. And instead of having to play your best players an extra ten minutes a game, instead get all your players playing better when they're in the game and you'll have a better chance
0: to win. Yep. And I love that. Cause that goes into what I want to talk about um, around the league this year. Something you said now for the past, I don't know, I guess three years, two, two to three seasons that wow, we're going to uh, see. Yep. We're going to see much more parody Last um, two seasons, yeah. in, in, in the league. And uh, Steve Jones uh, tweeted us. Steve, of course, uh, son of Steve snapper Jones, uh, who those of you, longtime basketball fans know that name. Uh, Steve had a, had a, a quote, a, a point on Twitter. He said, One of my big takeaways from this season has been how competitive the league is right now. There just aren't a ton of easy wins. You have to show up and sustain. And we had talked about that at the beginning of the year when we were looking at, okay, where are the, you know, schedule comes out. Everybody looks at it. All right. Where are we going to bank three or four wins? And you're looking around. It's like, first question is who's really bad. Okay. In the West, Portland. All right. That's one. Like Houston. Memphis. But, but right. They have John Morant coming back in in 25 games. Right. Um, Houston may have a bad record, but that's not an easy, easy win. And case in point, they played the Warriors last night. Warriors in the first round of a back-to-back. They were up double digits, and Houston stormed back. And I bet Steve Kerr thought in his head was, all right, we get this lead blown out really big. I'm going to arrest Steph and everybody in the fourth quarter, and we yeah. won't need to play him. Well, sure enough, it got tied in the fourth. Crap, I got to play Steph. Now, he going to come back in. They took the lead
1: in, in the fourth. Mm-hmm, they sure did. Houston took the lead in the fourth, yeah.
0: And so yeah. when those things are happening... You know, you you have a challenge, right? Because first night of a back to back, and this is also something that the the Warriors are going to do. Anthony Slater, the beat reporter for the Athletics, um, noted this. Steve Kerr said he will play his his starters, those those core guys, Steph, Clay, Draymond, on the both sides of a back to back early in the early part of the season. Well, when you rely on stars that are over thirty three, thirty four, thirty five, and you have to
1: play extra
0: minutes. There's a
1: cost, right? David, at some point. I don't know when the tax bill is coming due, but it's going to come due. Right. So there's a risk, right? There's no guarantee, but there's just increased probability that something's going to happen. And uh, this is what you and me are worried about. Henry, we're worried
0: about it. We we are definitely concerned about it. And, you know, you saw it also, David, early in in last week. So the big Thursday night game was Suns-Lakers. Oh, my God. It seemed
1: like eight years ago. (laughs)
0: <laughs> and the Suns were without Beal and Booker in that game, so it was just Durant. And LeBron had been on that, quote-unquote, minutes restriction, right? Okay, well, yeah. that didn't last too long because... Yeah. You
1: can start erasing the quote <laughs> over the quote-unquote. Yeah. You can cross a line out with Ghostbusters-style minutes restriction.
0: Right? Ham, Ham played LeBron 30-something-plus minutes. Durant played almost 40 minutes, and you saw it because Durant's rest patterns, like every star player's rest patterns, are ver- it's the same every game, right? You come back at this point in the fourth, unless game circumstances dictate right. otherwise. Well, in game two, shouldn't dictate right? But it did for Vogel. He was like, "I don't want to lose this game." Katie, come back two or three minutes early, okay? And one, they didn't win the game, and you added minutes onto them, right? Again, I don't know when that bill is coming due, but at some point, if, if you continue to go along this track, this is not going to be good. So the teams that are smart, David, to your point about how to manage this, I think are going to do well. So the question and it, the, the tough part is as a coach you so eloquently pointed out on our, on our morning call, they're prisoners of the moment. And as a coach, it's so hard because you've got to think long-term and short-term, but David, so many of them, I think get caught up in the short-term. We have a chance to win tonight. Let's go, let's go get this win right now. And I'm like, well, if you coach every night like that, that's not going to serve you well. I don't think.
1: You know, I've said this before. uh, uh, It's on a tangent a little bit. Um, When, when I'm advising young coaches, when I'm, when I'm advising guys that have never coached the game in their lives as head coaches, they're just grad assistants, typically, the people who are calling me. They're getting their master's degree or a second master's degree, you know, at some program mm-hmm. in the country at whatever level. Hey, coach, I, I want to make a living in coaching. What should I do next? And I always say, Oh, I think you should coach. <laughs> I don't know. I know, coach. I know what you mean. I said, No, no, no. You don't know what I mean. You're not coaching now. You're doing video stuff, right? right? You're picking, you're running errands, right. you're getting coffee. Right. Like, I know that the, the, you're rebounding and passing. Right. You're not coaching right. anybody as right. a GA. Uh, maybe maybe some coaches allow you to, it mostly don't. Same thing in the NBA level. The video guys are just doing video and rebounding and passing. They're not coaching. Go coach. And so I don't, I don't think a lot of them have done it because, and, and I'm not smarter than any of these guys. I'm just older and experienced. But I didn't do any of that stuff. I coached. And so as I've given this example once before when I was coaching JV basketball. I also was assistant varsity, but I was head JV coach at 22 years of age. And one of my ninth graders went to take a right-hand shot on the left side of the floor mm-hmm. when absolutely <laughs> should have gone left-handed and made it. Eh, they came out of the game. And I used to tell them, I don't care if it's to win the game. You take the shot you're supposed to take, make or miss. We learn from it. We practice it. We get it repped up. Mm-hmm. Because my job is to deliver you to the varsity to win mm-hmm. championships. Mm-hmm which my very first class won three titles in four years. I did a good job. Now, it also helped that we got really good players in even after my first year. I, I don't think these guys had any of the... Like, that these coaches had that life experience. They might have it as a player. Many of them are players. But they were the best players ever. Right. A lot of these guys. I just, <laughs> Sorry, you were making a left-hand shot at you when you are eight. You know? Um, and I think it's a mistake. I really do. I think they are prisoners of the moment. Don't see... Fourth quarter of the game, as well as four months down the road, uh, the better ones do. And and I'll say this to the best managers Mm -hmm. and owners empower their coaches to make long-term decisions that might cost us wins now. Mm -hmm. Because we'll get there. That that would be the idea. We'll get there. That's why the G League is so valuable as I see it. The teams that are getting their players through their G League process, and then their guys are getting rotation minutes with their NBA team. That's how it's supposed to work, just like baseball with the minor leagues. And we're not close to being there yet.
0: No, not at all. And I think, you know, your point about coaches being empowered by their owners and GMs, well, that's the fear, right? They're afraid they're going to get fired. So that's why they coach every game to win. But it's like, who's getting fired at game two of the season? Like, probably not, right? Like, I don't think that's going to happen. And the NBA season is so long. It's 82 games, right? Like, you can figure out a way to all right, let's play some guy. Let's figure out what we're doing, right? Which is what Denver ultimately has to do. And I, I had it in our show notes. Yeah, um, Denver doesn't look hungover. Ellipsis dot, 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 yet, right? I'm not saying they will be hungover, but they don't look like they're, champion, they're ch- hungover from a championship. They look like, no, we're hungry we want to win more. But Malone is also realizing, I got to play Peyton Watson. I got to play uh, Julian I Everybody, Jignaggi, I, those guys, Christian Brown, they mm-hmm. got to get minutes because... Come April, May, and June, they're going to have to play because those guys can't play 48 minutes a night. And they need a break at some point. And so you, it might, you might lose some games as a result, but
1: that's okay. Can someone tell Christian Brown <laughs> to, to change the spelling of his last name? <laughs> <laughs> or just change how we pronounce it? <laughs> Come on now. You see Braun, like, Brown, Brown. <laughs> Take one for the team, please. <laughs> Take one. For the team. Yeah, but I do th- – yeah, just – we want to be more accurate. Um, I – we worry about these teams who overplay their veterans or overplay their stars. Uh, I, I, I hope you and I are not saying I told you so in January. I don't we, Yeah, I want to be none clear. Of us are People for that.
0: we don't want to be right about no, this. No, no, like, no, no. We do not
1: want to be We want to see Steph and LeBron and AD and Giannis and Drew all and those guys all of them in April and May. Yes. So. I want to see them I, I want none of them to get
0: injured at all ever. Right, like that's what I want. Like that's not realistic, but that is my goal. I want guys to be as healthy as possible when we get to to the playoffs. But you know, if you're grinding them into the ground, tip style, in October,
1: right? And uh, you mentioned Denver. Let me say this: Mm -hmm. Uh, it's much easier. It'd be if you play the flute, or you play the violin, or um, the piano. Let's say, and Mozart composed your music. (laughs) You're gonna sound great. Or, or you're really going to be terrible and everyone's right. going to know it. Right. Right. So it's one or the other. We find out pretty quickly. And, <laughs> you don't la- and the difference in the NBA, you don't last very long. Right. Someone else. That's, you're playing with Mozart. It just he, And he's competitive. Very good. And he big. cares. He really helps smooth out the rough spots. Sure and, does. and they know everyone knows their role. That's a really important point. And I give Mike Malone credit. I give Jokic even more credit. Calvin Booth as a GM uh guys stick with what they can do they won the championship that way whereas if you watch some of these other teams and you see average players taking tested shots mm-hmm. with 12 on the clock mm-hmm. you, you don't see Denver doing that no almost ever
0: right and it's it's the continuity everyone knows his role and his pecking order who who eats when you know Shaq used to always say the big dog eats first then you right, like all those different things, but and everyone has bought into it, right? And you often talk about culture and how you get people to communicate and buy into their roles, and you have to inspire them to do that, right? If you don't inspire them, they're not gonna what the fuck are they gonna buy anything for. And it's interesting because I think about that in terms of San Antonio, this isn't in the rundown, but and yeah. it's not because I don't think pop or, or RC Buford are bad. I just wonder because these young players are worrying about their next contract, right? What kind of challenge do they have, right, with Vic? who's getting all this pub as like the guy, Devin Vassell is less worried because he already signed his rookie match. So, he, he's, so he's happy. Vic knows he's going to get paid, but it's time. But everybody else in that roster is fighting to get paid. And oddly, the way that most players, they get paid is by scoring lots of points. And your thing is like, well, if you help them win possessions, they'll get
1: paid. I will tell you from um, I'm in the know, this is not just something I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Victor's people are paying attention. Because that's ultimately going to decide who's going to be on that team with a partnership. It's a partnership. Of course. is going to be one of the biggest stars in the world. Mm -hmm. The world. Okay? Uh, The Spurs are not just going to dictate roster spots. He's going to have his say. Now, that may be 13, 14, 15. But in terms of who he's going to play with, because Mm -hmm. his agent is a crafty, experienced guy, and Victor is who he is, they're going to have a say. And so, you may think you're about to get paid, <laughs> but if Victor doesn't want to play with you, he, you'll be paid by somebody else. And so, it's a tryout. How, who plays well next to him? Mm-hmm. Simple as that.
0: Yeah. yeah. You may not think... believe
1: if you don't want to, but trust me, it's it's happening now. They're, they're talking about it now. Who does he team up well with if you look three, four, five years down the road?
0: and And that's the point, right? Because when it's time, when they're ready to win, which will be in, like you said, two to three years. Who are the players that can win with him? And you have to learn. And it may require, again, you buying in and sacrificing, right? And learning, how do I win possessions? And for young NBA guys, as you often say, who were used to at some level, maybe in high school, maybe in college, they were the guy on their, their team or the number two guy. And now it's like, yeah, but not on this team. You're not <laughs> right. Like,
1: how do I buy into that? Because I want to stay in the league. It's tough. It's a really tough lesson to learn. Yeah, you've got to, you know, win it down. If I was, if I, if. If I was having a player on a team that has guy like Victor, when in doubt, throw the about a Victor. <laughs> He's going to like it and go rebound. Yeah, I like go it. rebound. Yeah. I like it. Keep it. Simple that way.
0: Um, a young player, David, that's got me, uh, piqued my interest. Um was Jalen Dern uh, this season. It Looks it's early. It's only three games. Nothing to lose your mind about, but um, 23 points, 15 rebounds, 14 points, 17 rebounds, 17 points, 14 rebounds, two blocks, two blocks and four blocks. And basically shooting 80% from the field. Now, look, that's not going to continue. I understand that.
1: No, but, but 68% might. Right. And
0: he's showing look, Detroit might be good. Like, I'm not saying playoff good, but like they're going to be better than last year. Especially Cade is over. healthy.
1: They're not a push got,
0: over. That's, that's not. A, that's not a team you go into like, ah, easy win in Detroit on Tuesday nope. night. I don't nope. think so. Nope. And I wonder, Dave, well, first let's talk about Jalen Dern. What are, what are you seeing from him?
1: It's just this sick athlete who uses his powers like a sledgehammer. (laughs) You know, he's just going to dunk everything and play around the rim, got a great motor. Um, And Detroit deserves credit for utilizing him and limiting him. If you remember the day, the game, I think it was the day we published it, he got hurt Mm -hmm. or it was the day before he got hurt. I wrote an article about Weissman and how the Warriors have really fucked up Mm -hmm. and they should just, do basically what Detroit's doing during let Wiseman play off his athleticism let him drop coverage let don't make don't give him the ball let him read don't give him threes he's not touched the ball outside the t- outside the rim area keep it simple unless it's DHOs uh, teach him how to be successful in that narrow area and then let him grow his game That's, they just thought they could sprinkle him with fairy dust and he'd be like everyone else and it's <laughs> been a disaster I feel so bad for him, badly. For no, him. yeah, yeah. And and Durant, they've done it because Durant wasn't as skilled as James, right? And this is why I say the same thing: Victor Weminyama could learn the same lesson. Victor, you could look it up how many turnovers he has, and then mm-hmm. just watch on synergy how many are off the dribble. Stop Tom. doing it. Yeah, stop I, doing I, it. I see. He can't it. dribble. Yeah. You're not
0: Kevin Durant. Don't do that. <laughs> no. no, he didn't do it as a
1: rookie <laughs> successfully either. He wasn't nearly as tall as you. <laughs> Probably four or five inches shorter than than <laughs> right. than, than Victor. So. Yeah, I'd like to see that change a little bit. Um, and I could see it happening. As, as Pop develops more trust in him, because again, it's a partnership. Uh, uh, saying, hey, Victor, it's just we can't have that. You don't want that, Victor. Right, Correct. Because the truth is, I think Victor is all in on winning. I agree. Not about self-glory. Self He'll get it. Yeah. He's going he's gonna to make the most he can make most of his career uh, until he gets really old. Barring injury, obviously. Of course. And his endorsement deals are going to be absurd. I don't. I don't know what these deals are like. Yeah. He's not going to do a two hundred million dollar clothing deal, probably. No, no. But, but but he might do a gigantic McDonald's deal, and a Coke deal, sure, and a game, video game yeah. deal, whatever. He's going to have all of those things with the where he does the same thing. Like he's got to wear, he's got to eat like every person eats. He's got to wear jewelry like every person's jewelry. The clothing stuff is different because he's so tall, right? Right, right. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um. You, you mentioned Duren's using his what he can do, like a sledgehammer. Yeah. Did you see uh, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1?
1: Is that the last one? That's the done? last one, yeah. i I've, I've not. My, my son, saw sorry. I, I okay. Which makes me very happy because I introduced him to the franchise. Yeah, I, I, know, I know you like We've it. The franchise, this, yeah.
0: This isn't, yeah, this isn't spoiling anything. But when you said the, the sledgehammer rule, uh, Angela Bassett's character says to, uh, to Alec Baldwin, he's like, you like to use the scalpel. I prefer the hammer. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. like yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's it's what I talked about last week with um with Evan Mobley. Are you too toolsy? And it's like those guys who maybe can only do well, it's much easier for you to make an impact, like yeah. Derek Lively right now, right? Yeah. No, no, you're not gonna do any of that other stuff because don't you can't protect right the rim, now. set yes. good screens,
1: don't turn the ball over, show up early, stay late, ask questions, keep your mouth shut. Otherwise, like there is a recipe here that can work for anyone. It, it, the, the exceptions are the exceptions. Victor Chet, like correct. First of all, their IQs are very good. Chet, I mean, Chet was playing for Team USA, mm-hmm. you know, before he had puberty almost. Mm-hmm. Those, those guys have an advantage. Uh, most rookies don't think this way. Plus, Chet's been in the league a year already. Right. He didn't play, but he was around for a year. That mm-hmm. he's meeting with his coach every week for breakfast, sure. which, which is you what about. you love. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. So who knows how much Lee learned from there? Yeah, I think that's the smarter way to do it. Um,
0: and you mentioned Wiseman. I, I'm worried about him because um, Monty Williams had said that the backup center role is going to be between Duren and Wiseman. Well, it ain't looking like Wiseman's winning no. any minute. I mean, he's DNP'd CD right. three straight games. Right. I mean, is this a situation where he could find himself out of the league soon?
1: No, someone else will try him. Okay. Yeah. There's there's some teams that need some bigs. Yeah. And, um, but he's got to perform when yeah. he does. And the yeah. thing is, he in one of his preseason games, he had 20 points. Yeah he, did. yeah, he did. He did. He still, he's still got a chance. He just, it's been, it's, 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 I don't know who's his agent, his manager. The Warriors deserve some blame. He deserves right. some blame. But yeah. yeah, he's got to turn the big rig around soon.
0: I wonder if he can do what you're saying, though. Let's say he goes somewhere else and just all you do is run, rim run, dunk yeah. everything, don't turn the ball over. You do those things first.
1: He can do it. The question is, is he willing to? Mm. Right? Uh, and uh, and as a team recognize this is what we have to do is keep it more simple for him. It for him, it might be more defensive minded. He he may really struggle on defense. I thought his offense was coming. Stop shooting threes right now, James. You're just not good enough. You know, you're not good enough. You had your chance. That window was closed. Right. Victor Weminyama can shoot a bunch of threes, even though he's not a very good shooter. Correct. At some point they might close that window for a while and then get it back again. For James, you gotta narrow everything down and, and dominate dominate the paint. You know, that's step one.
0: Yeah, no, I I like it. All right, guys, we'll be back after a brief commercial break. This episode of True Hoop is brought to you by BetterHelp. Hey, guys, Gerard from True Hoop here. If you had an extra hour in your day, what would you do? It's a hell of a question. Would you maybe go for a run, take a nap, read a book, or maybe show up for a friend? Now, depending on the day, any one of those would be a great idea. Most of us spend our lives wishing we had more time, but the question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Now, I've been open in the past with you guys about this. I see a personal therapist as well as a couple therapists from my partner and I. And both are extremely helpful in developing positive coping skills and learning how to set boundaries. Therapy empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash TrueHoop today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash TrueHoop. Okay, David. Um... You know, we mentioned some teams that have been doing a lot of different things and early, but they have sort of a, a a glutton of players at that position, and that might make these them an attractive trade partner for someone who needs whether it be center help, whether it be point guard help. Uh, Indiana, right? They've got Nemhart, they've got Halliburton, they got T.J. McConnell. Well, we know who's playing, right? It's Halliburton and Nemhart. T.J., we talked about it last week, right? He's basically not playing. He can be valuable somewhere. The Timberwolves have three centers, right? In Rudy, well, three bigs: Rudy, Cat, and Nasri, uh, Nas right? And Nasri's playing well, so if he's going to be the backup center, or I mean, do you move Rudy? Do you move Cat? Who's the guy, right? And we know that Toronto needs a point guard. Like, there are so many teams that like need some things, and there are players that you know might be might need a, a fresh start somewhere else.
1: Is Toronto trying to use a point guard and a backup center. to a Yaka who's been kind of struggling, although the team is doing well when he's on the court. Uh, so but TJ McConnell didn't play his first game at all. He did play the second game. I don't know why, except they were getting murdered mm, uh, by, by Cleveland without um, Mitchell and Garland. Mm, on that's, the road. that's bad. Levert was scorching Ben Matherin. So well, um,
0: You know, Ben doesn't play defense and you, you don't, you don't, you don't know yet he, he can. Not
1: yet. He doesn't. I'm not <laughs> sure I'll to be able to. That's the question. So Rick Carlisle just got a new extension, deservedly so in my opinion. Mm-hmm. He put in TJ with Nemhard together, and and Aaron Nesmith. And, uh, oh, that's right, they have Nesmith too. And and who was starting for them last year? And that second unit dug them out of a huge hole, and they, they blew they blew Cleveland out. And TJ played great, and yet Nemhard's not going. I mean, Nemhard also played very well. He just didn't have the ball in his hands because TJ was the one. Mm-hmm. But Andrew is their future backup one and potentially starting two. But he should be someone starting one at some point. Not mm. today or tomorrow. He's in his second year. And so Indiana has a luxury of riches. They also have Buddy Heald yes. coming off the bench, who could probably start for some teams desperate for just a pure shooter with no conscience. And right. Miles Turner. Miles Turner, I think they're going to keep him. going to keep Okay. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I just don't know. He's got a good contract, team-friendly. Mm-hmm. Um, the center thing with Minnesota is interesting. I don't, I don't know who would take Rudy. I yeah. think people would trade for Kat, and I think people yes. would trade for Nas, who just for signed sure. a new extension. For sure. Uh, so he's got a poison pill. So um, it's it's intriguing to watch as things play out. We see these these contenders so similar in terms of wins and losses. We, we project that. Uh, even a team that is projected to be second tier or third tier mm-hmm. might feel like, man, we just have a big hole at one or five, let's say. Right. We get them. Now we're at least second tier. And we're an injury away from maybe being first here. Yeah, it'll be the market's going to be very good for teams that are very deep in certain positions to make some deals to help them down the road. I think.
0: No, I, I think you're right there, and of course, the, the league is also still waiting on potentially the James Harden deal, if and whenever that gets done. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ter- Terrence Mann hasn't played, and I wonder. No, if, he hasn't played. He's been hurt. But I wonder. Okay, so it's a hurt thing. But are they also like, well, you're going to be part of a trade, so we're not really rushing you back either.
1: I don't. My sources tell me that's not the case. Okay. okay. But I don't know that I'm right because no one really knows the injury thing. Separate from that, he's not even dressing at all. Right. Yeah. At all. Yeah. Mm. I just I, I trust that they're okay. on the up and up. Uh, okay. You know, we mentioned the Clippers just in passing, but mm-hmm. um, I, I like I like what I've seen. I like the feistiness of Zubac and the um, and obviously the the big two, of course, well. and their depth.
0: Yeah. Look, San Antonio played poorly in that game last night, and I'm going to give the Clippers some credit for that. You're but sure. man, they Paul, Paul George must have picked himself pocket like at least twice. Just like just take stole the ball, I was like, oh my god! And when him and Kawhi are just like they're doing that thing, it's like, yeah. yikes! This is why everybody's like. The Clippers they to win the championship last year, but we always know it's like but the but health, right? That's always the big butt with them. Yeah. Um and you know, Kawhi for sure will not be playing anywhere near I doubt he played 65 games this year. He'll probably be in the 50 and it's on purpose I and mean, then they're going to just
1: try to manage him. I have a, so I have a question about that. Mm-hmm. So who is the NBA to tell Kawhi Leonard who says I'm not playing because I feel pain when I play? Mm-hmm. Who are them to say no you don't play? Like mm-hmm. I think that's the loophole. Like, don't call it. Don't call it rest. Right. Guy, he's in pain, and we're not making him play in pain. You're really going to find people for making guys play in pain. That's right. sadistic. Right. Right. Yeah. I don't think. I don't. Th- I think there's a way around it. It's going to be he's hurt. Well. And so we. He, he's. He's playing hurt plenty. He's not playing hurt tonight. Well, Kawhi for
0: sure because and he is a special example. And I've said this a million times. He has a chronic. There's leg- a history. It's. It's very clear. Right. Yep. And so, and playing NBA basketball makes it worse. So he cannot play 82 games. It's just not feasible. But they're like, we can get him, deliver him to April healthy. We're going to do that. And our plan is you're going to play 55 or 60, whatever the number is, right? And that's going to do it. And and that's barring he doesn't get any new injury or aggravated worse. That's just what they're going to do straight off the bat because of the chronic uh, pain he has in his legs. Um so that will be very interesting to watch and see what happens there. But yeah, I I like the Clippers a lot. They they look again, him and Paul George, that's you don't get alpha predator wings like that off off trees. You know, they're yeah. really, really good. They can
1: they can score against most guys you have and you're gonna have trouble scoring against those two guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It won't it just and Ty, Ty I love Ty. So Ty's a
0: very good coach. Yeah.
1: I I'm I'm very intrigued with that mm-hmm.
0: team. Absolutely. Um all right David there um we know the NBA is in the middle of of well, not quite in the middle because they have one more year to go on this current deal, but they're talking about their next uh, media right. rights deal. Which, by the way, once that gets done, Adam Silver said expansion is the next thing, and we already know the two favorite cities: Seattle being one, Las Vegas being right. the other. Um, and I, we talked about it on this show. You know, Jody Allen, owner of the, of the Portland Trailblazers, has to sell the team as part of her brother, late, the late Paul Allen's uh, living will. Right. Well, Jody's no fool. She's waiting for expansion to get that expansion money. Because for those of you who don't know, let's say, th- so the expansion fees are going to be anywhere between three and a half, probably in like $4 billion, right? Jeez. To buy one of these teams. So when cool. you fork over that money, that that money gets divvied up among the other 30 owners in the league. Now, Jody Allen's a very rich woman. She's a billionaire. She doesn't need more money, but that's what makes you, she, she just wants it. So she's probably going to wait until that happens so she can collect that expansion fee dollars. And then. You know, the Blazers will get sold to whoever or buying whatever. But, you know, it's just your daily dose of welcome to capitalism. But anyway, the the NBA is uh, negotiating its deal. We heard num- figures thrown out there, 50 to $75 billion. That's a hell of a lot of money. Um, and it's going to get, and as Henry put on our call this morning, that's also the league using media to put out messages to bidders, bid high. Mm, I don't know if you're going to want to bid that high because we know what the ratings look like and they aren't great. And you want to get an ROI, right? What is the return on my investment? which is why, as we talked about at the beginning of the show, Adam Silver and the league is like, well, we have this player participation policy. You guys have to play because they want those ratings to draw high so that when they have these meetings, they can point to, well, look, all the games, Steph, LeBron, and this one and that one, playing. look at the numbers you get. Look how much advertising dollars, this, that, and the third. Um, but we have a problem, David, in that each team locally negotiates its own media rights deal, right? With the local cable company, RSNs, which, and if you're paying attention, those teams of those companies have been losing money. Valley Sports, um, uh, who's the tri- Tribune, owns another another set that are, that are having issues. They all, they've all got problems. And if that continues to happen and those, those companies go bankrupt, the league then, David, can take control again of the media rights for those teams. And that's a valuable property. Two teams they won't be able to take control of are the Knicks and the Lakers, because they have longstanding uh, rights deals with their local partners and those machine networks and whatever LA's is spectrum, I want to say they do really well. So because the Knicks and the Lakers are very popular. So those companies are fine. Uh, but the other ones, the NBA controls them. That's another piece that they can use in their in their quiver to say, OK, TNT, how much do you want to pay us? And ultimately, what I think is going to happen, it's going to get broken up between a number of entities. Amazon may get some, ESPN may get a little bit, I think an over-the-top broadcaster may get some, an NBC, right? Like it used to be when when we were younger, David, you have actual, like, not cable, just channel four, which is important because I think you want to get young fans. And if you can't find the channel, or I don't have Amazon Prime, or I don't have Netflix or whatever, the, or I just don't want to pay for that. I just want it to be free. If it's over channel four, you get it for free. So This is a very interesting time the league is in right now.
1: It is. I, it's funny, uh, maybe ironical, that um, the better way to get to kids is through streaming. It is. My 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 son and daughter, daughter don't have cable.
0: They watch on their phones and they stream on whatever? I, I really don't know what they do, but <laughs> I know they <laughs> I don't have
1: cable. I don't pay the bills. My wife does, but I know that isn't <laughs> one of the bills that she has is cable. But I think they watch it on their phones. Yeah, I don't think my daughter watches much TV at all, but my son watches games all the time and they stream it into their TV. I've seen that. I don't know, whatever device they're using. Yeah. And so that's interesting because that's how people are consuming stuff more and more. I happen to think everything should be free. I've said this on the show. Uh, get rid of League Pass. I mean, it's uh, uh, $150, I don't sweat. I'm lucky. Right. I'm 59 years old. I, I don't have to sweat. That will be 59 very soon. Um, I uh, I don't care about that, but the average college kid can't afford it. Correct. A lot of people can't afford it. Or, yes. or if they afford it, there's something else that's hurting them some. So mm-hmm. um, I'd love, I love people to watch it. And I'd love them to restrict. The uh, video clips that are, can be made available make people watch games. Mm, I've been a yeah. big believer in that. Make people watch games. There's a drama to it. There is. Uh, if you, I can watch. I can watch a a scene from Hamilton, a song, in a scene from Hamilton, and enjoy it. But until mm-hmm. I saw the play, then you get Nothing it. close mm-hmm. to the same. Mm-hmm. And even now, having seen it twice in the theater, I'll put it on a the YouTube. There's a couple of songs that I really like a lot. It's not the same as when I sit down and watch the whole thing with my wife, Mm -hmm. which we've probably seen four or five times now, uh, the movie version. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And I think our game needs to be uh, engulfed that way, embraced that way, and digested that way. And so if I was involved in the NBA level, I'd be constantly thinking about how do we get younger people to commit more or less two hours to this experience? Let's Let's get it less than two hours if possible. Yeah, huge. Listen, I've been saying 40-minute games for a while now. Yeah, you have. Cut the eight minutes a game. Mm -hmm. I want to cut to 72 games as a trial to get to 58. Mm -hmm. Let's use 72 to 40 minutes, and let's just asterisk all the the records we have. Mm -hmm. Fine, and we can get it in two hours. And I think they'll watch movies for that. Now, they might be on the phones for half of it. That's all all right. That's okay. Yeah, so that's just some of the ideas I have. But you and I are on the same page in that. We want we want these teams to make as much money as possible. I want the players to make as much money as possible, which means fans are engaged, and mm-hmm. that's a, that's all. It helps all of our businesses.
0: No, I, I think you're right, and I love the idea about going on a forty forty minute game, so you go ten minute quarters instead. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you can get get it done in, in under two or two hours or less. That's that's something somebody can commit to, and I just think it's smart, right? Look, the league always talks about how they like to innovate. Well, guys, innovation time is here. Like th- this model that we've currently been using. Ain't working anymore. You see it like it's literally broken now. The next thing is, is that ESPN because newsflash, people, Disney's trying to sell ESPN because it is a money loser for the company. Like that's that's part of the problem. Um, the next thing is, is that if ESPN doesn't have the money to fork over for part of the rights to the NBA, um, ESPN will give the NBA equity stake in it, right, as in exchange for payment. So what that essentially means is, right, is that the NBA will own part of ESPN and have its own content house inside of. ESPN which yeah. used to be a credible news organization. I mean, ESPN's long stopped being a credible news organization many many years ago. But now, it's literally going to be if that happens, that wing is going to be NBA propaganda. Right? That's, that's all you're going to get. You're not you're not going to get any serious diving into issues, which is why of course you should be truehoop.com Um because if you want to get the real stuff, that's where you get it. But you're, you're going to get nothing there. You're going to get all fluff. The league is great, everything's good, everything's and it's like, okay, sure. That's fine. But that, to me, is super interesting if they go that route. Um, And then TNT may not want to give, which is Warner, just the bigger holding company. They may not want to spend as much on their package as well. And if they do that, I wonder what that does to the Emmy award-winning inside the NBA. Because while you and I don't watch it for learning anything, it is a hilarious show that fans love and are super entertained by. So does Amazon come in and say, you know, like they do with Thursday night for football, we'll take that inside the NBA package and Chuck and Ernie and Kenny and, and Jack and they'll come to come with us. Or does Netflix say that? Who knows?
1: All right. On this subject, uh, I, I, I want to add one thing and I hope Amazon does it. Netflix, which has their own comedy channel on uh, Sirius. I never listened to it, but I know it's there. Uh, Someone hire comedians as color commentators (laughs) make sure make sure they know something about the game i I don't i don't enjoy listening to anyone talk about the game when they don't really enjoy it uh there's plenty of dudes that and women i Mm -hmm. let me very be very clear i don't care what the gender is funny people who know and love the game and and respect the players i don't need Mm -hmm. you to disrespect i don't need comedians to make fun of fat guys and bald guys i don't don't enjoy i don't like it about anyone i really don't like humor that way um richard Pryor did not do that typically he did it somewhat but not typically um that's my favorite um and let them announce if you want to you want to get people to watch the game let them laugh let them be entertained i like that uh the pregame shows are the worst these 89 year old short dudes talking about basketball (laughs) and pick and roll coverages i mean come I, i think i've told this story before i once i went to a very famous camp i worked it and we had guest lecturers I, I became one later on but i was young in my 20s then and we brought in a lot of nba guys and we and mike fratello came in once the czar of the we, telestrator <laughs> we had a one-hour lecture every day from after lunch one hours one hour in pittsburgh pennsylvania in a gym with air conditioning this is mm-hmm. a true story this is 90s this no. ain't 40s right? <laughs> my dad my parents were born in the 40s not me <laughs> we there was no air conditioning in the in the gym and his lecture was called The Eight Ways to Defend the Pick and Roll. I am not kidding. And I was not interested. And I lived for that. And you're right. You love it. But yeah. not in that context. Right. I, I got up from the floor. I was sitting on the floor. We all sat on the floor, by the way. Because uh, you couldn't have enough for all the, the, the kids in the stands so yeah. to sit on the ground. And I was just a pool of sweat underneath. And I hadn't played <laughs> all day. Uh, eight Ways to Defend Pick and Roll. Come on. <laughs> um make it interesting. Make yeah. it exciting. Yeah. Let's get let's get some really clever people. Experiment with it. Just experiment yeah. with it. Have fun with it. I'm with you. I mean, that's what the guys are in TNT. They're funny. Yes. Hilarious. And they bear they know the game well. They barely know the players, though. Right. Yes. <laughs> as, as evidenced by who he played yeah. for. Yes.
0: Yes. Yeah. C- correct. No, I love that. And here's something the NFL did, David, that, and you know, I'm always reticent to give the NFL any credit for anything. But they have an alternate uh, alternate broadcast, not the Manning Cast, which by the way, that's super successful on Monday Night Football. Is people, it really? People no, I didn't I didn't know they, know they do it every week. That.
1: I didn't know they did it I didn't know you, is Monday Night Football still so existed. People but I knew really there was the a the really. So it's just I love that. The two of those
0: guys being funny. First of all, they and I are funny because they'll make fun of each other. Yeah, like yeah, again, yeah. that's what makes Charles agree. He lets you make make fun of yeah. them, lets you read on the yeah. joke. People yeah. like that. And they have a yeah. guest every quarter. Um yeah. or so. It's also
1: it's also as human beings. We like when we find out that the world's greatest whatever mm-hmm. are pretty like us. Yes, they just were better than us at that. Correct. And and to Peyton's credit, I don't know anything about Peyton Manning, but watch his SNL skits from yeah, years ago. It's funny, fucking hilarious. It's hilarious. Yeah, he's a funny dude. Right? I don't know Eli at all, but have you seen Eli's the thing funny. where he? Have you seen the thing where he dresses up as the football player?
0: Yeah, it's hilarious. For Penn State. Yep, hilarious. Penn so State. Good. Right, mm-hmm. hilarious. So yeah. Good.
1: yeah yeah. those guys so come on i don't when you're a comedian it can be a former player if you want to be if they're funny Corey brewer is really funny he's coaching he can't do it but he is a funny dude and tons of energy let's get rid of the old dudes who tell us how it was much tougher when they played and then give us the eight ways to defend the pick and roll sorry
0: i I mean if you i mean god like nba tv like if this stuff is so boring i'm like guys and the, the whole setup of the big desk and the four analysts, but no one wants that anymore. That's first, no one wanted it then. I don't know that anybody wants it now, but I was thinking about the NFL. So Manny Cast is one thing they do that's innovative. Yeah. They also had uh, for, you know, a couple of games, not every, not every week. They have an alternative Nickelodeon cast desi- uh, designed to get younger kids interested in football. That's
1: genius. I
0: mean, NBA, you guys say you're the most innovative league. I'm not seeing it like, The time to be innovative is not when the house is already on fire, which newsflash it is. Right. So like you got to be ahead of the curve on some stuff. So I'd love to see them really be, be different with this, you know, a big uh, football fan, um, you know, world football, not American football. And ESPN does a cool thing uh, during the La Liga game. And I was watching El Clasico this weekend, Real Madrid and and Barcelona. And they have all these sort of like neat little like graphics. They pull in from like expected goal, whatever. And so for the people who want to get super deep into basketball, do that too. I'm saying make something available for everybody. The casual, the nerd who wants X's and O's. You can, you got the money. You got the, there's plenty of people who can do it. Let's do it and
1: push it forward. I don't know what they're waiting on. Do, do you think, and I don't want to get too into the weeds uh, and get away from what we do best. But do you think that um the, the, the dirty money that they're, they're getting in now, and, and you know exactly what I mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh this, Sport washing doesn't work if it makes you more unpopular. Correct. Right. You're trying to hey, nothing to see here. No, yeah, we're, we're good people. We're, we're Look, Giving you the money. Yeah. It's not you're it's, you're wearing hands off everything. Mm-hmm. Don't do anything to draw even more negative attention. Oh, what have you done to our sports? So they're just doing nothing because it's it's. I'm worried about it. I do yeah. have a concern that after yeah. this deal, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I'll be maybe retired at that point. I don't know, but um, I don't want to be necessarily. I like doing what I do very much. It keeps me young and virile and excited to wake up every morning. And I can't do it if the players aren't making any money. Because well, then I can't make any
0: money. <laughs> remember, we had Ben Aronson on uh, this summer, yeah, and we did our yeah. future of the NBA pod, and Ben said, I'm not worried about this deal. This deal will get done, and i will have right, money. Right. It's the one after. So right. nine years down the road, where is that? Mo- because again, ten first of all, no one would have said 10 years ago that the way we consume uh, TV and movies would be the way it is now. Nobody. So how do? You, why do you assume that we're going to know what we're going to be consuming 10 years from now? You have no idea what that's going to no look idea. like. No idea. So... Right what we do know is that that model of sure here's $50 billion no, uh uh-uh. uh that's not from cable no sir that's not going to work so the league better figure some stuff out and again just be innovative try things yeah. one of the great things about silicon valley that i enjoyed when i worked there was startups had this mentality just try shit see if it works yeah. if it does we'll scale if it doesn't okay. move on do something else just and the nba can afford to do it cuz they have the money startups are broke right they got nothing try
1: shit when when I've coached teams that uh, uh, clearly were up against it against a better team, we took that same approach of like, let's just play totally differently. Yeah. We're We're underdogs. Well, the NBA, you're an underdog right now. Right. Yeah. Stop acting like you're the big king of the hill. You're not. Exactly. Try yeah. things.
0: Uh, a couple of things, David, uh, before we wrap. The NBA is going back to East West format for the All Star game. Yeah. And I want to be like, Adam, do you really think this? Is the thing that's going to make that make a difference all of a sudden? Like, I, no. Honestly, I, I think fans probably, the, the, the casual fans who would tune in, I think they like the idea of uh, captains picking teams because they want to be like, oh, my God, who's going to get picked last? But you go back to East-West for, all, all-star format, I don't know.
1: I don't think that matters. So I I did not know and have not watched an all-star game know, you know, since right. Magic's last game. However, it's a big deal. You, yes. It's a vehicle that you're marketing. Correct. I would suggest uh, a three-on-three tournament oh, because it's that. not easy to just be lazy in three-on-three. Correct. I think they would compete. I, I, first of all, I want to get rid of all of it. But <laughs> if you're going to do something, <laughs> right? do that. Yeah. Do yeah. that. So three-on-three tournament for everyone not play. You should do the play-in when you're doing the uh, All-Star Weekend. Mm-hmm. Play-in championship, All-Star Weekend should be combined. I like it. You, it would be unbelievable. And so you can't play in the All Star Game if you're playing the play-in you got the, the,
0: the in-season tournament. You mean?
1: <laughs> sorry, yeah. sorry, 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 in-season tournament. Yes, and then do three on three. I love do, it. You know, yeah, just to be you know, play to twelve, play to eleven, best of three to seven, whatever. They'll fucking compete. Hell yeah! And it'll be hard to ref because it'll be physical as hell. But that's how you do it. And it actually, be really good because the games don't really matter. Right. His has let do it on TNT. And had Charles referee one court, Shaq referee one court, <laughs> Kenny Smith ref one court. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. I love they'll it. they'll take it seriously too. I love they it. They won't fuck around. They I love yeah. It. And and now you're arguing with in two cases a legend, but in all three cases, you know, yeah. popular guys. Yeah, yeah. It'll be pretty funny. Yeah. See,
0: NBA. By the way, if if we see that idea and you do not give monetary credit and publishing credit to you, <laughs> we'll know what's up. Um. But but look, David just came with an idea just out the top of his head. Like, it, come on, guys, do some. We're going back to East versus West format. Great, because that's going to matter.
1: I I watched, I made the mistake the other day. So if you go to Synergy and search, so let's say I type in Carlton Towns, Mm -hmm. which I I don't remember if this was who it was. It wasn't actually. Uh, You'll get all of his seasons. Mm -hmm. So it'll be Minnesota twenty now, it'll be Mm -hmm. 23-24, 22-23, but also Mm -hmm. Team Giannis. I only honestly forgot about the captains until some of the guys I looked up Mm-hmm. I saw team, Giannis or Team LeBron. Is that right? Were yep. Those are two yep. captains. There, last there were year? two captains for many years. Yep. And so mm-hmm. I made the mistake of just instead of clicking on 22-23, I clicked on 22-23 All Star. And at first I'm what I'm just you know I'm watching it on my I have a big monitor behind this laptop here, and I'm not I'm kind of my phone I look up, and I just see this most ridiculous, absurd, wide open duck <laughs> imaginable in the half court, <laughs> and it took me a second to realize oh it's the All-Star game yeah. yeah no one's guarding it's not basketball. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a very tall man jumping really high and dunking against the air. Like, everyone, get out of the way. Like this doesn't. Yeah, no, three on three. You're not going to do that. You're just not going to do it. David, do half you... court, half court, three on three. I right, hold on. And there's another one too. One on one, full court.
0: Well, listen, listen.
1: They... Do a short game for a guard. One on one, full court. That's how I played all my college years. So, so you That's do it, fucking fun.
0: So you, you break everybody into two categories or three categories. Guard, guard, wing, wing, big, big. I,
1: I would just do guards uh, under six six or whatever, okay. under six four. So they can't just back you right. down, under right. six two, I don't care. Right. And do one on one full court to twenty. Love so it. they're stopping and popping, they're racing and scoring. They gotta get back. Remember, if you try again, I played a thousand mm-hmm. games of this. If you decide to go buy your man and score, you gotta really race back exactly. to go the other way. You better fucking make your shot. <laughs> if you shoot the three, at least you're guaranteed to get back on defense, right? Right, right. Those are fun. That no. would be really cool. Yeah. I
0: like it. Do you so of course I remember that famous Magic Ultra game and all the ones in the late 80s? The last game I saw uh, through. But do you those games weren't more competitive than now. No. Okay. Cause everyone's like, oh no, they play. I'm like, no
1: one cares. No one cares. Not played. until the final couple of minutes.
0: Yes, which is what happens now still. Final Correct. minutes,
1: people are like, all right, we're gonna have Correct. a chance to win. Like, if that's you know. the case, they just play six minutes. I agree. So I'm fine for that, by the way. Yeah. I'm yeah. fine for it. In, in in my in in Coach Thorpe's All-Star Weekend, <laughs> we do the the uh in-season tournament championship. One-on-one. Even a consolation mm-hmm. two, uh under six-two and i and i you get the measuring stick mm-hmm. out 62 mm-hmm. in shoes measure it up uh, uh you pick 10 guys or whatever the fans can do it that'd be mm-hmm. fine with me mm-hmm. kyrie would be pretty tough to beat by the it way he six, if he's under 62 <laughs> uh and you play the 20 you know some number 21 whatever and then a 3 on 3 tournament again mm-hmm. and you can have a guard a wing and a big mm-hmm. every team mm-hmm. guard wing big that'd be cool yeah uh, uh and then you do 8 minutes love one 8 minute quarter of all-stars love it love yeah, it 5 on 5 yeah this, That'd be cool, on, man. Yeah, this is have like guys, seven guys. Have six yeah. guys. Yeah. It will
0: give you yeah. so instead of like three-point contest, yeah. slam dunk. No one cares about that. Is that one like.
1: watching slam dunk? I can't tell you the last time I'm I was.
0: I highly doubt it. I highly yeah. doubt it. I don't know what the ratings look like, but I, actually I do like, they're not they're not great.
1: they're not great. and the three-point thing. I'm telling you right now, someone just texts my old assistant Ryan Pannone, just because it was his ideas more than mine. I asked him, Kevin Martin's getting bored with my shooting drills. I need you to shoot them every night. Mm -hmm. I am also don't want him to get sick of my voice. He hears me all year round. You be a shooting coach at night. You're amazing, Ryan was. He was young, but you need to come up with things because if you don't come up with new contests, he's going to kill everything Mm -hmm. and get bored with you. He won't get bored with me because I've known the boy since he was 19. Now he's Mm -hmm. 25. Ryan just has the most – I mean, there's a lot of shooting drills. Ryan's got some amazing ones, (laughs) all with a clock
0: yeah i love so it so it's
1: not just five racks it's so i would never do that the <laughs> shit we do is real and yeah, hard yeah, yeah, yeah. and there's never-ending stuff do that for your shooting contest that would be way better than the racks i like it and I'm they're moving you. a lot too
0: i'm with you um all right david so you know in the nfl because how could you miss this story that kansas city tight end travis kelsey is dating taylor swift and she shows up at games and it's a huge deal and traditional nfl fans get mad because they have all these taylor swift fans who don't know anything about football watching games and asking dumb questions and i'm like yeah but you want your sport to be popular don't you who cares we just want to bring this up the nba has a new official underwear partner The official underwear partner of the nba is skims david do you know who the uh founder and ceo of skims
1: is uh, i saw you put that in the document <laughs> and i just assumed it was some billionaire that is that is now involved
0: uh is she a billionaire i don't think she's quite a billionaire yet. Uh, anyway, the CEO and founder of Skims is one Kim Kardashian. <laughs> and the reason I put that I am in, not in pop
1: culture anymore no in idea. the doc
0: is because yeah. whatever you think about Kim Kardashian as a person or whatever, yeah. there are people that follow her and her family. She's a billionaire. Is she or no? Her sister Kylie is for sure. I don't know if she uh, is. She no. might be close. Either way, she's super rich. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. There are people who... Live, eat, and breathe everything the Kardashians do. So if the Kardashians are now their company, or Kim's company is the official partner of the NBA as far as underwear, that's a big deal. Are we going to see some Kim Kardashian NBA player crossovers? Not in terms of dating guys. Get your minds out of the gutter Though she has dated NBA players before. Just more like, again, another avenue to bring in a different segment of fans in to watch the games. I think that's something very important to watch. David and I just talked about how the league's got a broadcast deal coming up. They got to find new and innovative ways. You may not like it, but listen, if it brings more eyeballs, I don't care.
1: When when I was so when I was 22, I was dating this as I said this incredibly beautiful woman who ended up becoming my wife. And uh I also started coaching at the same time. So literally our first day was October 3rd, 1987. I think my first game was probably November 8th. So I had 2 weeks where I was dating her and wasn't yet coaching a team in a game. We had been practicing only. Mm-hmm. And uh, I believe it was for Christmas that first year. She was Catholic then. I bought her a book written by Jerry West's wife. <laughs> it was uh, basically a wife's guide right. to the NBA or to basketball. I forget which one it was now. We have it still. And I put masking tape <laughs> over the wife and I wrote a girlfriend. I want to be presumptuous. Yeah. Yeah. It was sense. stupid at 22, but not that stupid. <laughs> so, um... It was it was just a very boring book, super boring. <laughs> but and it and it didn't work. She never really got into basketball. She she was into me, thank God, not into basketball. Uh, Phil, still not into basketball. So I completely agree with you though. Whatever, whatever we sh- the NFL should be thrilled. And I did not know Taylor Swift was dating Travis Kelsey mm-hmm. for the reason everyone else did. I did it because my daughter's at Swifty. I was in her car. We watched went to go wash her car the other day. And Taylor Swift is playing because that's her idol, Mm -hmm, which I'm mm -hmm. thrilled about. Mm -hmm, And -hmm. so not that I knew, not that she told me about Travis. I'm just paying attention. I don't know a single Taylor Swift song, by the way. Not
0: (laughs) I'm sure sure if you hear it, you know it, but you don't know the names.
1: That's what I thought. But I had failed like three straight tests. Do you think Taylor Swift sings this? Yes or no. And whenever I say yes or no, I've been wrong every time. So I don't know. I respect the hell out of her for sure. And I'm going to watch her documentary. Not a movie, but a documentary. Mm -hmm. My wife watched it with my daughter the other day. I had games on. But uh, yeah, what are people complaining about? Like, my goodness! But honestly, the, the the average Trumper is miserable, and that's why they're Trumpers to begin with. And they just find more reasons to be upset. Meanwhile, the sun is shining. Yeah. We're still of a country. May not have it for long. <laughs> we're not. We're not living in a war zone right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. There's plenty to be happy about. You have football games and a super popular woman dating one of your athletes. What who you, cares? Yeah. What are you fucking bitching about? Right, who Jesus cares Christ, man? Who cares?
0: So yeah. How, it, how
1: old is she, by the way?
0: Who, Taylor Swift or Kim Kardashian? Taylor Swift. Oh god, she her early thirties. I yeah, have to who, imagine. Who, Let who, me what, see. What, what are we
1: quarterbacking her for? Let her do I what know, she wants people, to do. Yeah.
0: Listen, like you said, people have something they, 33. Uh, people always have stuff wow. that they want to complain about, you know? Wow. It's but yeah.
1: So anyway, so, guys, so, keep, oh, sorry, so do we have an NBA player? as an ambassador for skims is it sga Let i don't see. know um, that's F- what i'm wondering if they're the official F- underwear skims. partner you would think we'd have an nba player some thin guy probably yeah. they're all thin yeah. anyway uh,
0: it, it might be sga I, I saw a photo with sga with Skims, so it could be him either way whoever it is guys oh, canadian i like C- it crossover we're going to get more people involved. Look, if that means some NBA players besides Tristan Thompson got to show up on keeping up with the Kardashians, whatever. I don't care. Right. Whatever's going to still on the air. Oh, it, well, it's 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 now called. So it changed. It's not called the Kardashians. It's on. Hulu.
1: Uh, right. Who, and, you know, really?
0: Tristan's, uh, you know, has a daughter with Khloe, uh her Kim's Kim's sister. That's why he's on the show.
1: So, yeah, uh, let's
0: let's do the thing, man. I don't care if they're going to be a whole thing at all star about Kim and the skims. Fine. I don't care. Whatever gets eyeballs on this sport gets more fans. We need it. I think it's the best, the best league in the world. But you know, we don't. That's not a title that you get handed. It's like being the world's best player. We got to earn that shit, man. Got to
1: earn it. Got to keep it. Hmm. Yeah, getting to the mountaintop is great. Staying there is hard.
0: I'm with Every
1: you. Every bit as hard as getting there.
0: For sure, Denver. Well, Denver will we'll be learning that this yeah. season. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, we'll be back on Thursday uh, with more games. Take care.